0: Welcome back into the great Scott Show. Coming up top of the hour, Associate Head Baseball Coach of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns, Bab, Coach Anthony Babineau joins me. Yeah, that is not vanilla ice. That is the great David Bowie. Rest in peace. i pressure. But speaking of ice, good Lord, y'all. The ice event down here. We've been freezing our tails off. And uh, I just know when I'm playing outside with my kids yesterday, and it's 16 degrees in South Louisiana, and we're slipping on ice. I'm like, this isn't normal. But let's talk to a guy that, despite the fact that he's not in the South, covers a team in the South. That would be Elliot Clough. Elliot, what is the uh, weather like in your neck of the woods? What are we uh, in, in Iowa or Wisconsin right now? Where are you at?
1: Yes, sir, Scott. You all have my sympathy, but uh, it has been quite cold in Madison, Wisconsin. We had a day last week where it was negative and, 16, and with wind chill, it, it gets pretty cold. Uh, you know that I have a good amount of jobs. I have three jobs that I work right now. One of them, I'm working outside, and it has been chilly, to say the least. Putting hand warmers in my shoes and having them in my pockets and hat, gloves, everything covered from head to toe
0: well I, I can appreciate that because at least you're not one of these cats from the north that's like oh it's not that bad look at how cold i am you're like <laughs> look it's cold y'all are it's more cold here it's okay if we can just all acknowledge that it's really cold and that's not always fun
1: yeah definitely definitely and especially considering that, that you guys are definitely not used to those type of temperatures i uh can imagine acting the same if it was consistently like negative 40 up here
0: hey all i know is when the wind chill monday morning was uh seven i was like this is not this is bad i'm going back inside i don't <laughs> i
1: don't like this yet
0: uh you know uh one thing that that wasn't cold last night was the pelicans offense they scored 144 now they gave up 113 to the grizzlies a team that they just match up well with let's 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 start with something that can just it just needs improvement. Bottom line, it's been a big talking point all season. Brandon Ingram was asked about it last night. Zion Williamson was asked about it last night. I'm sure they're sick of talking about it. But where is this team at defensively, Elliot? Are they really trending upward or are we just seeing here and there sparks of, "Oh wow, they they're finally playing defense." And then, you know, one or two games later it's just back to bad habits
1: right that's the thing about this season scott is that they are they have the capability to be good quote from from zion last night where they uh, the, the media asked him about how stan van gundy has been addressing the defense with the team and, and i have it right here he said he has every right to feel frustrated as a team we feel the same way he just sees our potential and sees how great we can be that's why he's always focused on the defense and that's pretty much where i think a lot of pelicans fans should be at we've seen like you said sparks flashes of them being really just top tier defensively not necessarily you know top five but but they're in that top 10 top 15 they can be even just average and their offense will will carry them to being a a playoff team at least at the very least a playoff play in team in this year's coming playoffs but right now it's it's the sparks and then back to bad habits. And I think it's largely because of where we're at with this season being shortened. These guys don't get the time on the court to work on things in practice like they would in a normal season. Yeah. They get film sessions. Yeah. They get to do walkthroughs, but it's difficult to instill these really, really good habits that you want them to have when you're in the shortened season. You got a new head coach who had to tear, Everything from top to bottom down and rebuild up, and, and it's just a situation that isn't necessarily conducive to instilling those habits on a regular basis. So yeah, they're falling back into those bad habits of being so offensively focused, like they were last season with Alvin Gentry.
0: Elliot Clough, our guest, Josh Hart, my guy. Um, I wrote about it last week. Why Pelicans fans love the guy. Look, when you when you when you call out teammates without calling them out by name, right? But when you call them out for effort or defense or whatever, even though we know Josh Hart doesn't, you know, go half speed, it's just not his style. But when you call them out, you better <laughs> you better not lay an egg that next game. I mean, that's just <laughs> the reality of sports in any era, especially the one we currently live in with social media and everything else. And, uh, boy, he, he, when you call everyone else, Else out, you lead by example. And last night, man, I mean, how good was – I just aptly got the last name Hart.
1: He was awesome, man. And that was talked about a lot on Twitter last night. And bouncing back from from that rough game the other night as well, he scored 27 points plus plus thirty-nine rebounds, six of 11 from the three-point line. And the thing that stuck out to me is he hasn't been shooting too hot from, from three as of late. And he missed a few to start the game. And there was one possession, I think I tweeted this out as well, he caught the ball at the three-point line, did a shot fake, drove to the basket, avoided the charge, and finished the layup. So he's not just a heart kind of guy, you know, the, the last name fits, but he's also a smart basketball player. And then he started making threes and ended up 6 of 11. So Josh, Josh was awesome. And at the end of the game in the, in the post-game media session, he made sure to give credit to, to Brandon Ingram and Zion as well for, for moving the ball like they have been. So, Josh, I mean, stepping up and, and showing why he's a fan favorite last night. He had an awesome game. Second leading scorer behind Zion, which is not something you see often from from Josh Hart, but I'm sure Pelicans fans will take it.
0: Yeah. You know, I know he had the 20 and 17 game uh, last week, but he had to play 40 minutes in that game, you know, and 32 minutes last night to do what he did on the floor, put it out there. And, you know, sometimes the shot's not falling, but it doesn't you don't see him suddenly start going half speed when it doesn't. And that's not the case for, for other guys on the team and other guys around the league, right? You have an off night shooting, and then you kind of just you let it impact you everywhere else, and he doesn't seem to do that. So what's his future now? He's going to be a restricted free agent after this season above the mid-level exception? I mean, I'm sure that the the, the Pelicans want to keep him, but what, what kind of price range is Hart likely looking at? I mean, I, I want this guy to be a Pelican for a really long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, deservedly so, and, and I think a lot of a lot of fans feel that way as well. And I mean, if it were up to me, they would have extended him earlier this season before before the deadline. But here we are, and, and thankfully he is a restricted free agent, so the Pelicans can match whatever offer he he gets going into next season. But the idea of of paying him a good amount of money around like pelicans bloggers and everything like that what that's looking at is probably going to be 13 to 15 million dollars a year um, probably probably like a four-year extension with that fit 13 to 15 million dollars a year that's what makes sense to a lot of people that's that's the the number that is probably going to make things work you know and then there's the factor of the, the fact that we're in the NBA and horrible contracts are given out on a regular basis especially when you're teams like the New York Knicks or, well, the Hornets are playing pretty good basketball this year, but but they have that on the resume of paying Nick Batum, however many years ago that was. So there's always that potential, but, but the number that seems to make sense is going to be that three or four years, 15, $13 million number. I think that's fair. If they can reach it, I'm all for it. If it's not something that they can they can get, get to him to where, he's making enough money to where he wants to stay and there's not an astronomical contract out there for a Josh Hart I, I I'm all for it but if you're getting to have to pay him like 20 a year Josh we love you thank you so much for for what you've contributed in New Orleans but that he's not he's not quite worth that amount of money
0: Well, when you're building a young core though it's just to have a guy like that in a locker room I think is big and and you need guys like that but Anybody can be priced out. We've seen it. Uh, we see it every offseason. Let's hope that doesn't happen with Josh Hart. ESPN1420.com, Elliot Clough, our guest. Uh, he is from the Pelicans Plus podcast of the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, Boo Crew Media. There you go. Boo Crew Media. Formerly Believe. All right. So when did the name change happen?
1: Yeah. So uh, we, I was with Believe for about a year um, and then Boot Crew Media got got a hold of me. Justin Napoli, Ross Tevino, uh, your fans might know them from their podcast Propels Talk, reached out to me. I think this was and and made me an offer and and had me be a part of their crew. So very happy to to have made the transition. Those guys are awesome. They've done a lot for me.
0: ESPN fourteen twenty dot com. All right, we're we're here in the middle of February. In the month of February, Zion Williamson. My goodness, I mean, I was just reading off the stats before we brought you on, but just an absolute beast. 26 points, 5.4 rebounds, 4.4 assists, a steal, uh, a block, 50% from beyond the arc, 82% from the line, I think 68% from the field, give or take. Um, In the month of February, guy just played, what, his 50th NBA game? I feel like he's been if if you were just gonna watch the game and not pay attention to the score and if you weren't a Pelicans fan and you weren't trying to all I, I, I get you can't do that. But if you just had someone turn it on and say only watch this guy and nothing else, boy offensively man, there's that 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 is a fun ride every single time you've turned on the T V here the month of February. He has been must see TV in my
1: mind. Oh absolutely shooting sixty seven percent from the field in the month of February is insane. I'm not sure if you saw the stat last night. If you were watching on TNT, you would have seen it. But I think he was one of the first players since Kevin McHale to average more than 24 points a game while shooting 60% from the field. And the other players in that sort of stat arena are Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So he is in pretty good company, to say the least. And the number that should stick out to to us that that watch – Zion especially if you look at the rest of his stats for for this season December he was averaging 1 assist a game February 2.8 assists a game excuse me January 2.8 assists a game and February 4.4 assists a game so he's sharing the ball now like he is transcendent offensively he finishes games with 93% shooting from the field 14 of 15 like he did against the Dallas Mavericks in that loss but he also shares the ball. He's got trust in his teammate. He moves teammates. He moves the ball. And on top of that, he's not even 21. Like, he can't end the game and say, man, I really want a beer right now. That's it. And he's averaging these types of numbers. It's just insane. Zaya, if somebody was watching basketball for the first time, they're like, that's, that's probably the league MVP with the way he plays basketball. And now he's also adding into his arsenal, shooting threes from time to time. So – man i there's there's no room to go or nowhere to go but up too for, for zion i mean he's 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 going to continue to grow and and his growth already has been insane and he's also starting the offense he's initiating the offense he's playing on the perimeter now and as the season has progressed dan van gundy has continued to give him the keys to say hey this is your team initiate the offense do what you can in the half court and and we know what he's also capable of with these nasty dunks, the Kyra to, to Zion mob dunk last night that made everybody freak out. Um, he's just been so fun to watch. Now, if it translated to a few more wins here and there, that'd be awesome, but but Zion's been fantastic this month.
0: Well, I think to do that, you need more consistency, especially on the defensive side uh, from the whole team. Right. On the defensive side, Yeah, ESPN1420.com. I'm Scott that We're visiting with uh, Elliot Clough um Elliot on the defensive side of things I was talking to my friend Andrew Lopez who covers the Pels for uh, ESPN ESPN reporter I guess a month or maybe 5 weeks ago and we were grading his offense and his defense and we gave his offense an A- and I think I gave his defense maybe an F and he gave it a D- and he said he was being nice now we move here we're into February 5 6 weeks later <laughs> Where is his defense at now? Because I think there has been some improvement there, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good yet.
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's the line that he is. I would say he can see it. It's not like it's not like so far off in the distance that that is completely unattainable for for Zion. At this yeah, point. by I, I the think way,
0: I'm with you there. Yeah, I think I think we're at least starting to see some progress and improvement there I wouldn't say that it's he's he's quote fixed it but I think it was it was it was so bad and some of it was just timing angles knowing where to be all that helped but but you can tell he's working on it right you could tell that he's not just content to go out there and score and not worry about the other side of the floor he still has a lot of growth to do there though
1: right exactly the the thing about where we're at right now is much like what I mentioned earlier for, for the entire team on defense is not being able to practice. And I think Zion is taking a lot and taking as much as he can from these film sessions that we've been hearing about with Brandon Ingram Zion and coach Stan Van Gundy. And you can assume that there's other members of the staff in there during those film sessions, but he's taking those things and applying them as he sees them now doing that in your mind versus in your body in practice on a regular basis. So you can get those muscle movements down. The muscle memory is going to be a little bit different. So it's going to come a little bit slower than a lot of us would like it to, but the IQ and the, the effort are starting to grow on that. And like you said, he's not just mailing it in defensively. He's starting to recognize some things we've seen his on ball defense has actually not been, (laughs) it hasn't been awful. And that's the standard, really, that we have for Zion right now. Last season it was putrid, and then this season it it has continued to grow. And even earlier on in the season, I thought his on-ball defense was better. And we're seeing bits and pieces of Duke-Zion, whether it's on the defensive side of the floor or on the offensive side of the floor. He's not quite to that level of separation where he was at Duke in terms of athleticism between him and the average basketball player at the collegiate level. But his IQ, also, he's always been awesome in passing lanes. You now, this this team, the, the guy who's known for being in the passing lanes really is Nikhil Alexander-Walker because he gets all those tip passes and occasionally Brandon Ingram. But, but Zion's pretty good in the passing lanes. He recognizes where the ball is going to go, and, and he uses that incredible explosiveness to get there, when he needs to. So Zion's definitely growing in terms of a grade. You know, I don't want to give him a C yet because I don't want to say he's an average defender or, or a middle of the road defender. I'll probably up it to maybe a D plus, maybe at the highest, at the highest, the C minus. So he's growing. You know, you said four weeks, five weeks ago. And I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment. I think it is reasonable as well. I mean, you can't expect Zion to all of a sudden, Become uh, a C defender over a month period, no matter how many film sessions he gets with Stan Van Gundy.
0: Elliot Clough, our guest from the Pelicans Plus podcast from the uh, Boot Crew Network, uh, Boot Crew Media. So, with that, uh, I'm Scott Parate, the ESPN 1420. Uh, my last Zion question for you, Elliot. You talk about you know can't expect him to just suddenly do this or that. Is the is the is the curve that many have been grading Zion on just too? I, 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 or am I just falling victim to a few, you know, national analysts, not watching all the games and just, you know, spouting garbage out there because I'm watching and I'm like, what, why, why are you being critical of this? He's played 50 games. Like, you look at the historical numbers. As you said, and it'd be one thing if it was what we just talked about. Look, his defense, here's an issue. Here's an issue. It needs to improve. It's getting there. He's only played 50 games. But it's always just this tiresome, oh, you know, he's too heavy or this or that. I'm like, are you even watching? Like, why Why are you getting so caught up in in what you think he's supposed to do or, or already be doing? I feel like folks are missing out on – How, like, offensively, just how dominant he is, and how much fun he is. If you get so caught up in grading him on a curve that is impossible for anyone in the league to come and hit, and we look, we knew there would be a curve, right? Because the hype was just, it was so big, and yet here we are in year two, only fifty games into his career, and 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 maybe part of that is that he's, you know, at times when they're on national TV, they didn't play great or whatever. I think, folks just like to to, to dog on the Pels. I would tell you, just sit back and and forget about all the other stuff. If you just want to enjoy a game, just watch number one.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, Scott. Now, in in terms of people dogging him and and this curve for Zion, it's one, it's the national media, and and two, it's – well, you know how negative Twitter is, Scott. I'm I'm sure there's that, but there's people out there comparing him to – Julius Randle and, and saying that they'd rather have Keldon Johnson, Keldon Johnson over Zion freaking Williamson. Are you kidding me? It's it's the people that are trying to seem insightful or add a hot take on, on Twitter or, or in the national media and thinking that they're ahead of the rest of, you know, people that watch sports. It's also people that
0: don't want to get off a take. Like, like there was a guy that used to come on with me. He works uh, for West Virginia's athletic department now. I love him. His name's Kevin. And he was not as high on Zion as I was when he was drafted. And uh, and he said, I think he's a more athletic Julius Randle. Now, this was before he had played a game, right, for the Pelicans. I mean, right. two, two weeks into his career, he was on the show, and he's like, look, I can admit it. Like, I was wrong. Okay, he's... He's better than that. Like it wasn't it wasn't like hard for him to just acknowledge like, yeah, you know, I, I might have I was wrong on that one, you know. I, I didn't see this kind of offensive burst and things, things that he just showed early in his career. And it's like, guys, and, and with respect to Julius, who I think is a good guy. I like Julius and, and I and I think he's playing well with the Knicks, but it's like just 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 stop it. Like, just let it go. Just 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 let it go, guys. It's all right if you were wrong. You can just you get it you can admit it.
1: You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about Zion, the way he's playing right now is think people were initially going to be against him just because how much the pelicans are on national tv this year as opposed to a lot of their teams people were saying why not the hawks why not the grizzlies well it's because of zion and the pelicans might not be playing super well or at certain points in time i mean they're 12 and 15 5 and 10 away from home this year but zion's damn fun to watch people are going to tune in to watch him play basketball that's why he's on national television and he's uber talented and, and being reductive to the point of saying that he's Julius Randall is basically screaming to the basketball world. I want to be a hot take, or I don't know basketball. It's, it's one of the two because Zion, I mean, like I said earlier in the show, he's, he's 20 years old. He's got room to grow. And if you're telling me that Julius Randall has that type of explosiveness, that type of athleticism, just even that break it down all to that. And, and the type of, Talented Zion can be, it, it's just unfair to him. It's, it's unfair to hold him to that standard because he's, I mean, he's just been phenomenal and he's going to continue to grow.
0: ESPN1420.com. I'm Scott Through Elliot Clough is our guest right now. All right, Elliot, by my estimation, and i my math isn't great, I could be off. I think they have 45 more games, right? They've only played 27. So if, if they're going to improve get better they getting into the playoffs this year considering with the play-in games 10 teams get in they're sitting at 11th in the west right now my prediction before the season was they'd probably be ninth Um, i thought their ceiling was six i thought their floor was 12th so i just went in the middle um but where where, (laughs) where do you see them finishing in the west when all when all this shakes out once we get to uh you know late spring
1: man scott the the Western Conference is an absolute bloodbath. I mean, one through three, the Jazz are playing incredible basketball. Lakers, number two. There's been the pretty much the consensus favorite to win the title again this year, and then there's the Clippers. And then pretty much after that, it is I mean, let's see here. Number four, the the Trailblazers and the Suns are seventeen and ten. And then the Thunder are eleven and sixteen. So probably closer to the, the Spurs-Nuggets is where it gets to be a little bit more. There's a lot more parity there. But it's it's so tough to predict where things are going to end because the West is just so, so competitive this year. I mean, you look at the Eastern Conference, and there's three teams, four teams with winning records, yeah, and then you go to the Western it's just Conference, bad. and it's, it's, just it's insane. Yeah, It's insane. I mean, the Pelicans, if they were in the Eastern Conference, they definitely – I mean – Disregard the 12 and 15 record; they'd have a better record. They'd be a winning team if, if you ask me. And then, I think they're a playoff team. I mean, the Grizzlies are not. I don't think they're they're going to be in there, especially after what we saw last night. There's Pelicans advantages in that in that matchup, but I, I'd like to see the Pelicans at, at that nine ten spot, but man, I, I, there's no way to tell right now. There's really not. It's, it's There's so much parity. I don't know that I've ever seen this in my, my time being an NBA fan. I think if they start to shore up their, their defense, shore up the consistency on the offensive side of the ball, they'll definitely be a playoff team. I can tell you that. And I would assume it'll be in a play-in sort of situation just because of how, how freaking good – some of the the teams in the Western Conference are. But, I mean, you look at it, and the Spurs are in the sixth spot. They're probably not that good. Like I said, the Grizzlies are in the ninth spot. The Warriors are in the eighth spot. I mean, the Mavericks are in the tenth spot. I just see the Spurs and the Grizzlies thing starting to catch up to them because they're really not that good of basketball teams. I think they've got talent. I think they can win games, but they're not as good as some of the teams that they're ahead of. So, ultimately, I do see the Pelicans getting in. I think it will be in a play-in sort of situation, though. No matter what, I think them getting into the playoffs is really, really, really good for them going forward in terms of experience. Whether we're in COVID situations or not, with with few fans or not, them getting into playoff position and playing against other teams of that caliber in the Western Conference is awesome for their future. They need it. Whether they get blown out or not, they
0: need it. Elliot Clough has been our guest from Pelicans Plus Podcast, Boot Crew Media. Elliot, appreciate it. Thanks for talking Pels with us this morning. Stay warm up there in your neck of the woods and we'll do our best to try and stay warm down here through this uh, this freeze down here in the south.
1: Scott, good talking to you, man. Hoping to hear from you soon.
0: All right. All the best. You too. Bye-bye.